You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is a pretty happening town. Did you know that it was Sunshine Week? Do you know what the Sunshine Law actually is? Approaching, it, approaching its 40th birthday, the Freedom of Information Act is looking more than a little worn around the edges. In fact, it needs a week of good, solid sunshine. And the Sunshine Week 2006, which is March 12th through the 18th, is just the ticket. So, the Sunshine Law actually is essentially what some people call the Freedom of Information Act. So, if this is Sunshine Week, you're right to know. The Big Muddy Independent Media Center presents Gunner Palace. 
some war stories will never make the nightly news. Once the, once the mission is, was accomplished in Iraq and the 24-hour cable news channels stopped their embedded coverage, America turned the channel back to American Idol. Now, this documentary, Gunner Palace, is the reality show CNN and Fox News never showed us. Wow, something that actually did not get on the news. They talk about a lot of stuff on the news. Anyway, this movie, Gunner Palace, will be this Friday, which is March 17th, in case you didn't know, today at 7 p.m. at the Big Muddy Independent Media Center, which is at 214 North Washington Street. This event is free, but please support your local IMC. Now, we talked about last week about Green Earth. Green Earth needs your help. Green Earth, a local nonprofit land conservation group, is in the process of acquiring funds to purchase an 11.6-acre undeveloped woodlot that is adjacent to and north of their existing nature preserve located off North Oakland Avenue in Carbondale. Now, this site expansion can happen, but only with the financial help from the community. Now, there is an organization that will actually give $15 for every dollar raised locally. Again, every dollar raised locally will see a $15 match. Green Earth needs to show substantial progress with fundraising within the next two weeks for this to become a reality. So you can send all donations and pledges to Green Earth, P.O. Box 441, Carbondale, Illinois, 62903. Or you can call Stephanie at 201-3774. Now, probably the most important thing, I think, is on the event calendar is... Unfortunately, the third anniversary of the Iraq War. Friends and members of the Peace Coalition of Southern Illinois will mark the third anniversary of the start of the war in Iraq on Saturday, this Saturday, tomorrow, March 18, 2006, with a march and rally calling for rapid withdrawal of troops from Iraq and the end of the war. Supporting organizations will begin marching from Turley Park, the Interface Center on South Illinois Avenue, and the Marine Recruiting Station on East Walnut in Carbondale at 11.30 a.m. Participants will proceed to the Town Square Pavilion where a rally with speakers and a rockin' music will begin at 12.30 p.m. Events like this are being held across the country to remind us of the money, well, the human and monetary costs of the Iraq War. More than 2,300 troops... That is, U.S. troops have died there. 25,000 have been wounded. Thousands of returning soldiers suffer from a post-traumatic stress disorder. An untold number of innocent Iraqis have died or disappeared and are simply remembered by our government as collateral damage. So this event adopts the American Friends Service Community call for not one more death, not one more dollar. Uh, sponsors for, of the event are the Peace Coalition of the Southern Illinois, the Shawnee Green Party, the Student Environmental Center, and Students for Peace and Democracy. For more information, you can call uh, um, George Ann Hartsung at 893-4973 or E.G. Hughes 549-1409. Or you can just show up at least at the rally at 1230 tomorrow at the Town Square Pavilion. 
Now, if you would like to march, the Shawnee Green Party will take part in the march and rally. Um, they will meet at the military recruiting station at East Walnut Street at 11.30 a.m. and then proceed to the Town Square Pavilion at 12.30. For more information, you can see the shawneegreenparty.org. And speaking of the Shawnee Green Party, not this weekend, but next weekend is um, the statewide Greens Conference. They have nominated um, a complete ballot for the state for the Green Party, and they are having their conference here in Carbondale. I will have more information on that hopefully next Friday. listening to your community spirit the show about caring sharing and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it our final happening group traveling to the missouri botanical gardens earthway center in st louis on sunday this sunday march 19th representatives of the southern illinois center for a sustainable future are leading a carpool caravan to visit the earthway center in st louis the Earthway Center, a division of the Missouri Botanical Garden, previously known as the Gateway Center for Resource Efficiency, conducts public tours on the third weekend of every month. The Gateway Center was renovated in 1994 to showcase or to serve as a showcase of energy efficiency and waste reduction practices. It was formerly a three-story Victorian residence built in 1885. You can actually see more information on their website, earthwayshome.org. This is a terrific demonstration facility, says SICFS coordinator Chris Shackle. It gives visitors a number of ways to reduce their own home energy demands and therefore save money. The Earthways Center is also one of the inspirations for the current proposal being drafted regarding alternative uses of Hickory Lodge, located at 1115 West Sycamore in Carbondale. 
The caravan will meet at the parking lot on Washington Street, that's between the Newman Catholic Student Center and the Interface Center, Sunday morning at 10.30 and depart by 11. Any interested uh, drivers and participants are encouraged to contact Chris at 549-7387 or email sustain at siu.edu. Now, the admission for the Earthways tour is $2, but and folks are encouraged to bring extra money to chip in for gas. I have actually been to this Earthways home, and it is amazing all the stuff they packed into this. It's not a huge house, um, but it's got a solar electric system, solar hot water, wind generator, geothermal, every energy-efficient water conservation, sunroom, um, recycled product. Anyway, if you get a chance to go, that is this Sunday. So... Now, here on Your Community Spirit, we have a special guest, Steve Goff, one of the members from Friends for Fair Growth, is here to talk about, well, Walmart. big part of it is Walmart, but even a bigger part is next Tuesday, the city of Murfreesboro, or the members who live there, are going to vote on annexation of the property where Walmart is proposing to build. Um, First of all, welcome. Thanks. <laughs> and I think the biggest issue that made me ask you or a member of your group to come on to the show was the fact that the property that's going to be annexed and the homeowners who live around it, well, they're not residents of Murfreesboro and that's therefore right. cannot vote on this issue, have no say in the issue, essentially. That's right. One of the many ironies in this entire process has been that the most affected people, and I'm going to include uh, uh, West Carbondale, especially small businesses, the Murdale Center, for example, have had no say whatsoever on this. You know, it's right on the line that Carbondale and Murfreesboro agreed on back in the 1970s that neither would annex pass. So, you know, I'm going to use the word Walmart and Murfreesboro city government interchangeably here because we know who's pulling the strings. It's the folks in Bentonville. And they decided at some point last year or the year before they were going to build a super center right on the edge, as close to Carbondale as they could build it without putting a second one in Carbondale. When did you first find out that they were going to or considering it, doing this? It was a little over a year ago that we found out that Walmart was, was interested in that site. So it's been going on that long, and we we immediately formed a group to fight it. And I should mention that uh, there's a, a lot of misconceptions about our group, and one of them being that it's just a few disgruntled people, or NIMBYs as they're called out near the site. I live over a mile from the site. In fact, a lot of the people who've, who've been most active in this don't even live near the site. We, we've, we're looking at this as a, a, a very serious problem for the region as a whole. Now, I know a, a lot of people consider you adamantly anti-Walmart, but I've seen in a lot of the newspaper articles and um, the press you put out that you're not completely anti-Walmart, you just don't want one there, that you see no need for one at that location. Yeah, from the very beginning we've tried to take a reasonable, moderate position, and from the very beginning we were also accused of being anti-business, which is 
again, another irony, I'm a small business owner in Jackson County, as are many of the people that help us. Uh, no, we, most of our leaders don't shop at Walmart. I haven't shopped at Walmart for years, mainly because of their labor practices. Um, it's been interesting that through this fight, a lot of people have become a lot more aware of what sort of company Walmart is. And frankly, I think they're, they're corrupt to the core. But if our position, our official position of Friends for Fair Growth is that if Murfreesboro wants a Walmart, that's fine. But, but we're asking them to find another site. That keeps getting lost in the debate. We keep saying it again and again. Build it within the current city limits of Murfreesboro. There are certainly sites where they could build it. All the awful externalities with traffic and, and, and urban sprawl would go away if they would do that. But uh, Walmart has refused to do that up to now. Why do you think the main reason why is they want that? particular site it's classic walmart policy it's a great site for walmart because they don't have to pay for all the traffic problems they're going to pay for some of the utilities but they're not going to pay for the traffic problems on country club road for example which are going to extend out miles from the site uh you know when there are accidents on new 13 because of the lights that are going to go in uh the walmart police aren't going to go clean those up and take care of them the carbondale pd and the the uh, Murfreesboro uh, law enforcement folks are going to have to go out and take care of those things. Walmart won't have to pay for any of that. Now, are you, have you guys been conducting one of the longer fights to stop a Walmart? I mean, because I know there, there, are, there are a lot of organizations across, well, the world mm -hmm. trying to keep Walmart from essentially ruining the community. Right. Uh, you know, I couldn't say. I know, I, I'm pretty sure in Lawrence, Kansas, they fought Walmart for over 10 years, and they Walmart finally moved outside the city limits and built. Uh, I really couldn't tell you if this is one of the longer ones, but certainly it's been a long one for us for a year. Um, and for a lot of people, I mean, they they consider that you're taking on Murfreesboro, that there was... There was I think the reason, one of the reasons why I called um, your group was I saw a news story that said another group who was for Walmart had one of their points was that taxes would go up 46% if this new Walmart was not built. They failed to mention, of course, that that was only if the old Walmart closes. Exactly. The tax revenue. So the officials from Murfreesboro are really, really pushing to say that our whole, their whole city will fall apart without the tax revenue from the new Walmart. Right. It's been portrayed that way, and we've been portrayed as being against Murfreesboro and hurt, trying to hurt Murfreesboro, which hurts us personally because most of the members in our group are very pro-Murfreesboro. I, I do a lot of business in Murfreesboro myself with my small business, and but that's just the way this fight has gone. We've worked very hard not to get personal and nasty and, and point fingers at people. Uh, I wish I could say the same of the other side. Our group was, was personally and viciously attacked by the Murfreesboro City Council last week. And, uh, again, you say they, they talk about the possible benefits of this super center without mentioning any of the negatives. Um, we've seen small – there there are case studies of small communities who have seen them. Um, just their increased law enforcement costs costs eat up all the additional tax revenue from a super center. The, uh, for example, the East Carbondale super center gets 1.7911 calls per day. That's 911. That doesn't count. That's not routine patrol. That's not follow up for shoplifting. That's an emergency call to that address. So we really wonder if Murfreesboro and, well, in this case, the Jackson County Sheriff's Department, which, which we know from this election is already way overstressed, is going to be able to handle a lot of those increased costs. Um, 
This this right here is Wednesday's article. It says annexation vote isn't all about Walmart. Right. And they really, really tried to emphasize that they need this property. That this is this is only pushing the issue, not part of it. I just felt that they were trying to deflect. You know that it's an us against them mentality. It's very much been framed that way, and it's disappointing to me because I have I have friends in Murfreesboro who are afraid to speak up because this has been so polarized by the uh, leaders. And I use the term loosely in, in Murfreesboro who are pro Walmart. Um, they've they've made it an issue of you're either with us or you're against us, and we're not gonna we're not gonna compromise. And even they've said it repeatedly, Walmart will not consider another site. Um, we're asking people in Murfreesboro to, sh- to to stand up the one way they have they have they, they can and not be personally attacked and that is to go to the polls next Tuesday and, and vote on this it's not going to be a fair vote the people who are many of the people who are most affected are not going to have any not going to have their say the the city sent this annexation tentacle out in a very much a gerrymandering fashion to to gather in pro Walmart folks and exclude people they knew would be against the the Walmart it's and so it has some semblance of democratic process but it's just skin deep so what what is the actual lawsuit having to do with the annexation i was never completely clear on that it's actually not a suit per se uh the owner of the potential Walmart site uh, used a what I believe is a very onerous and poorly written law that allows for what's called court-supervised annexation. The city of Murfreesboro, because this is a bad site, it's in a bad location with a lot of undevelopable land and a lot of landowners between the site and Murfreesboro who have no interest whatsoever in being annexed, um, they couldn't annex through the normal procedures. It just wasn't possible, so they use this court-supervised annexation, which allows you to force annex people that are in the way. You can basically say, you're between me and what I want, so too bad for your interest. I'm going to take your property and annex it. Well, because it's such an onerous law, there's a, there are quite a few legal hoops they have to jump through, and one of those is that the petition has to be written perfectly, and there were some significant flaws in the petition, and it allows people who are being forced annexed to challenge that. You know, it was a it was a really upsetting process. Basically, people got notices that within 90 days, unless they studied land use law, figured this thing out, hired a lawyer, and stood up to the biggest corporation in the world, they were going to get forced annexed. And fortunately, uh, Dr. Leland Stallings, one of the members of our group, you know, was willing to do that to stand up, and and we worked you know we worked with him and and backed him, supported him to challenge this petition. So that's where it's at now. The petition has a flaw. The other side can rewrite the petition and, and repeat the process. But for now, the, the judge has put a stay on the whole thing until this can be cleared up. So that's a stay on the annexation. But what, I mean, if they still vote on it, that's irrelevant? It's our understanding that they can they can wait to certify the election until the petition problem is all is all cleared up. But they have pretty significant legal hurdles to get through, and we haven't even started on a few other things like the environmental reviews that are going to have to go through. Walmart is wanting to dump a bunch of stormwater on, on their next-door neighbor out there, one of the homeowners who, who lives there, and so that's an issue that's going to be raised as well. I think the thing that um, was most interesting and in stuff I've been reading in the last couple of weeks was... Um, I, I, I would swear the mayor said this. He's like, well, Walmart already shut down all the small businesses going to shut down here. Building a, another one isn't going to affect any other small businesses. They've already shut down. I mean, he actually conceded 
that they kicked out a lot of small businesses the first Walmart, but he's using that as an argument to say it's not going to affect any other small businesses. My jaw drops when I hear that. Uh, there's there to say there are still not small businesses in Murfreesboro. Uh, there's certainly mom and pops that are going to be affected by this. There are a lot of small businesses in West Carbondale that are going to be affected by this. You know, we've done this scientifically. We know that Jackson County is not growing. It's not going to grow. Nobody says it's going to grow, which is, I think, one thing some people like about it. Um, if this huge retail space goes in, it's going to have to be a, the jobs and the sales that go to that are going to have to come at the expense of other businesses. One of the reasons you may have seen these maps that I drew with big red circles on them showing the existing supercenters, nobody drives past a Walmart supercenter to get to another one. So, the, the how, many are, are, how many are there within... Oh gosh, I couldn't count, but if you look at, if you go to our website, uh, friendsfairgrowth.org, um, the, the map is there, and you can see that, for, for example, east of Carbondale, the circles overlap. There's a spot you can drive to east of Carbondale where you're no more than five miles from three different Walmarts, and at least two of those are supercenters, so we're saturated with them already. And one of the things that really upsets us is that this this proposed site is only about four and a half miles from the East Carbondale Supercenter. Now, why would Walmart build two supercenters so close together? We've heard rumors they may close the East Carbondale Supercenter, which brings me to another point is we are desperately trying to get the city of Carbondale's planning department to look into this because it would affect Carbondale so much and at least give us an impact study, you know, a five-page impact study, you know, because... Uh, as I said, the growth, any growth in tax revenue and sales, it's just going to get, the chess pieces are just going to get moved around. Nobody's going to, the, the net sales and, and growth in economic, uh, economic growth for Southern Illinois is just not going to happen. Well, how can people besides, I mean, people in Murfreesboro help mm -hmm. in well, either way um, make this happen or not make this happen? We're asking <laughs> folks to Southern Illinois. Of course, one thing you do is donate to our group. It can always use that help. Visit our website. We have mailing lists and become an activist. Uh, we're asking folks in Murfreesboro, of course, to get out to the polls. Uh, this is a you know a, a mid uh, uh, not a major election. Yeah. So and so turnout you, it typically is low, and so your vote could really count if you're a Murfreesboro citizen. We're really asking people to write their elected officials and express their concern about this. Uh, the Murfreesboro City Council, uh, Jackson County Board, uh, the Carbondale City Council, please, if you live in Carbondale, write your city council member or just pick up the phone and call them or email them and say, please look into this and do everything you can because Carbondale has had some opportunities here that have been missed. And that's been upsetting for us, too, because this is going to have, and we see for the first time in yesterday's Murfreesboro American, I'm going to quote, uh, Mayor Williams, this is the first time we've actually heard this admitted. This is from the paper yesterday. We will pick up a lot more business coming out of the west side of Carbondale, and this is all going to be additional money that will go straight into the city coffers. So Murfreesboro is basically saying we're building this on the west end of Carbondale to take business from Carbondale. So it's he's admitted it's very much a Carbondale issue, and, and the Carbondale City Council has some say here. Even an impact study that was done you know, objectively with the numbers, with you know, with with real data instead of the wishful thinking we're seeing coming out of Murfreesboro would could help us later on because it's not a done deal. Well, if you want more information about this stuff, um, the current issue of the nightlife has a well a full page article 
Um, that's on CarbondaleRocks.com, or you can pick up the issue around town, or you can go to your website, FriendsFairGrowth.org. I really want to thank you for coming in. I mean, I didn't really understand the whole annexation thing, so you have cleared that up, and I hope you keep working on this. I mean, it's... A, you know, a few activists, well, you say a large group, but a few really dedicated activists are taking on the largest corporation in the world. Yeah, we have, we now have nearly 4,000 signatures on our petition. Uh, people are opposed to it, but a pretty small core is doing most of the work as far as opposing it. We can use all the help we can get. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Hope to see you again next week. Come on. Oh, don't forget, it is the beginning of spring. Um, and this is Sunshine Week, which is... A double meaning. It was a week preparing for the beginning of spring, but it was also secrecy on the march, making the case for the Sunshine Week, the 40th anniversary of the Freedom of Information Act is coming up. So.